This is the Coach's Wife Life Podcast. I'm Kristen Ergel, your host, a former TV sports reporter and fellow college football coach's wife. I'll go one-on-one with the strong women who are the backbone of college athletics and athletics of all levels. And now, Coach's Wife Life. This podcast is brought to you by Ruler of Hope. Ruler of Hope is a nonprofit that supports medically fragile children. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible donation, you can use Venmo at ruler-hope or online at rulerofhope.org. It's my honor to bring Natalie Calabat Witten on the podcast. Natalie is the wife of Rich Witten, head baseball coach at FIU. Natalie, thank you so much for being a part of us today. Kristen, I'm so happy to be here. And thank you for doing this podcast because it's awesome to connect us coaches' wives. So thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I've been excited since the day that you guys were announced as head baseball coach and wife here at FIU. As everyone knows, my husband's coaching football here, so we're both at the same school. So you have an incredible career that we want to get into uh, hear about, but we kind of talk about the husbands a little bit is the Coach's Wife Live podcast. So I'm going to talk to you first and ask a question about your husband. Uh, he is the new head baseball coach, and he came to us from VCU leading back-to-back Atlanta 10 championships in 21 and 2022, A-10 regular season champions in 19 and 21. From your perspective, what makes him successful? Kristen, that's such a hard question. (laughs) I mean, I I don't even know where to start with Rich. I think, um, my gosh, it has been so fun to watch him and the success that VCU has had um, these past few years. Uh, It's pretty incredible to watch Rich work. I think his work ethic is unmatched. The guy does not like to lose, I'll tell you that. So he'll do everything and everything to be as successful as he can. And and I think recruiting is certainly a passion of Rich's and he's really, really good at handpicking those players and just being a player's coach is what I call Rich. You know, the guys love playing for, for Rich, you know, young guy, tons of energy. And I actually told him this last night, I promise. I said, Rich, everything you do in your life, you give 110%. Um, he's, he got married in December. (laughs) We found out we were expecting and he became a head coach all in the matter of months and a year. And somehow he's able to manage it all and give 110% to everything. And I, I certainly love and value everything about him because he certainly puts us first. Absolutely incredible. So congratulations on the way. By the time this airs, you probably have a precious little baby in your (laughs) arm. So you have to so. with us. There you go. Now your career has been incredible. I love reading about it. Um, I want to just ask you about it. So you've worked as a diving analyst. You've done bas- women's basketball, softball, lacrosse, play-by-play on ESPN Plus. An incredible career swimming, um, U.S. Olympic trials. I mean, there's so much to unpack here. So first of all, where did you grow up? And then how did you break into sports TV broadcasting? Yeah, pretty crazy background. Growing up in Princeton, New Jersey, um, I was a diver, well, a swimmer and a diver. I grew up swimming and then transitioned in diving around 11, 12 years old and uh, went to school all the way on the West Coast at USC in Los Angeles, which is the media capital of the world. So I jumped right into sports broadcasting while balancing being a student athlete. Somehow I was able to do both, um, running from practice to class to uh, Annenberg TV news to anchor and 
uh, just spreading myself so thin, but doing everything I could to get as much experience in college um, with TV and with anchoring and broadcasting, and then jumped right into my career. Um, started at a small small market in West Virginia, where I was a weekend sports anchor, and then moved to Richmond, Virginia, and was a sports director at WRIC TV, and then doing a lot of the um, ESPN digital broadcasts since then. So. Pretty crazy path, just from East Coast to West Coast, then in between, and now we're in South Florida. So <laughs> you never know where life will take you, right? Wow, incredible. And you skipped over the part, which is a U.S. Olympic trials and yeah. an incredible swimming, diving career. Talk to me about that. How does it shape you now in terms of when you're covering things? I guess you're looking through that student athlete experience. Yeah, I somehow, Chris and I skipped over that. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> I competed in the 2012 Olympic trials. I was a senior in high school. So I think it uh, competing on that stage at that age really prepared me before competing um, in the, the Pac-12 at USC um, those four years on the swimming and diving team. So I think just growing up as an athlete, um, just it shaped me tremendously with discipline, uh, maturity, uh, just my work ethic, um, you know, never stopped fighting, never stopped battling and competing. Um, and I think it's certainly something that my husband and I, Rich, uh, can can relate to on so many levels. When did you know you wanted to be a sports reporter? Right when I got to USC, it was hard not to. <laughs> I took all these sports broadcasting classes right away and would sit in the front row and just, I loved it. I thought it was so exciting. Um, did a bunch of internships out there with local stations, with an ESPN um, online uh, affiliate on campus, and then through the Annenberg TV News. So I just, from the, the day I got there, I just fell in love with the industry. And um, I think it's hard not to. It was just so exciting. Wow. Now, did you ever see yourself as a coach's wife? So funny. I Rich and I talk about this all the time. Just before I met him, I was so just career focused. I don't even know if I thought of, you know, anything beyond just my sports broadcasting career. So just when I met him, it everything, everything changed. You know, you fall in love with someone and um, we met coincidentally on the baseball field, which is funny. Um, when I was doing my job and he was doing his job. Uh, so it, a very romantic story, right? <laughs> well, we must hear. Okay, give details. How did it go down? It's so funny. I'm glad you're asking me because he has a totally different way of telling the story, but mine is the truth, let's be honest. Right? <laughs> um, so I was covering a, a media day for the team and it's so funny because you think, you know, the day you meet the special person, you look perfect, not yeah. a hair out of place. No. It was freezing. It was raining. I had a hat on. I had a I had a uh, a raincoat on. I can still remember what I looked like. And uh, he saw me from a you know across the field, and you know was kind of asking around. You know who is she? What's her situation? What's going on? And um, <laughs> I made him wait a few months uh, before we went on our first date. But um, we went on our first date, and he's like, "Please let me take you somewhere. Let's you know." have the best time and it just hit it off from there. But um, 
basically everything since meeting Rich has been incredibly special, including how he proposed to me. Everything he does is 110%. I'm telling you, it's it's incredible. Okay, so how did he propose? We have to know. <laughs> I know, that's not, now I open that can of worms. I know, are you comfortable um, hearing that? December before the world shut down. So that was December, 2019, right? Mm -hmm. Right, 2019? Right, yeah, yeah, 2020, that's when COVID hit. Right. Um, so he planned this trip to go to London and Paris. And um, yeah, my family was like, oh, you know, Rich might ask you a question or, you know, be prepared if, if something comes up. You know, my family's really bad at keeping secrets, let me tell you. Because <laughs> I was, you know, before you go on a trip, you're like, oh, maybe I'll get my nails done or something. Rich is like, you have to get your nails done for this one. Um, but no, he took me to, to London and to Paris and... Um, on the steps of the St. Paul's Cathedral, um, asked me to marry him. And it was it was so incredibly special. But what he did to plan the whole trip, I mean, we there was never a dull moment. He always had plans. He's a planner. He likes a routine. So, and I'm sure your husband's the same way, right? These coaches, they want everything on a schedule, by the book. Um, so it was it was an incredibly special trip and I'll never forget it. Wow. Absolutely incredible. And you got married last December. So a big wedding, I would imagine. Yes, it was uh, in my hometown of Princeton, New Jersey. And it was at St. Paul's Catholic Church, which is a coincidence, the St. Paul's Cathedral in London, and then St. Paul's in my hometown where I grew up going to church. And then the uh, Yasna Palana, it's a TPC golf course. So it was it was really fun. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. And here you are about to have your first child. How exciting. Uh, do we know yet boy or girl? Are we waiting to find out? No, we, we have known it's a boy. Yes. And he'll, uh, he'll be named after his father. So Rich is a junior. Um, his name is James Richard Witten. He goes by Rich. So he'll, uh, this little boy will be a third. So we're really excited. You're the first wife on the podcast to be interviewed on their due date. Can I say that? Is that okay to share? <laughs> Absolutely. I, I am so open about this because this little boy is really comfortable and cozy in there. So he, I, I'm, I'm ready for him to come out, but he's not, he's not ready. <laughs> I'm impressed. She's agreed to this on her due date. I love it. Okay. So not every day is just a walk in the park. Um, and then every time on this podcast, I ask the same question. It ends up being my favorite question because uh, we do have tough days as a coach's wife or in general. And um, so what would you say is the toughest adversity you both have faced? And what did you rely on to get through those moments? Kristen, I, I know you know this is true when you're married to a coach. You're married to the game. Let's be honest, right? <laughs> you better love football or you better love baseball because you're married to it. And, uh, you know, honestly, I, I look at my life and I don't think I'd want it any other way. But there, like you said, there's a lot of adversity um, you know, sometimes games don't go their way or series don't go their way or shoot, a recruit goes somewhere else and they really wanted him. You know, anything, the list goes on. Um, I think Rich and I have a nice balance um, in our faith together. Uh, we pray a lot together. We go to church together when he can because Sundays are on weekends and we know these guys work seven days a week all the time. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Rich and I have a strong faith. And I think one thing Rich and I do really well is sometimes we leave the game at the field. You know, I'll ask him how his day went or we'll talk about the game a little bit. And then we just watch a movie or, or just totally do something different. Take the dog for a walk or now that we're in South Florida, maybe just, you know, walk to the beach and back or something at night. So 
Um, trying to, to leave the game on the field and just move on to the next day, I think is the biggest thing. And that's something I I've known from just being an athlete myself, you know, some days don't go your way or some competitions don't go your way. So just, just move on, leave it at the pool and, um, tomorrow's a new day. Did it change you at all? Or did it, did it, you think, I don't know, just impact your perspective as a coach's wife growing up as a very competitive athlete that played on the division one level, uh, that swam on that level covering the sport. Were there any surprises at all? Or do you think it was pretty much, you knew everything going in? So funny. I feel like so much in my life has prepared me for this, Mm -hmm. you know, just in so many ways, professionally, personally, um, competing at that level and just being fully immersed in sports always 24 seven, my entire life. Uh, learned how to swim before I could even walk. So um, I think all of that has prepared me um, to be in a position to be married to someone like Rich and be able to support him and do the right things, or at least I hope I do the right things, (laughs) right? We hope we do the best things, so. Okay, so this is year one of being a coach's wife, right? This is your first year. So what's one thing you've tried to make a priority in your life this year, navigating the life balance of everything else you've got on your plate? Yeah. Gosh, so many things have been new, you know, just being married and um, having a baby and him becoming a head coach. I think, oh my gosh, what do I prioritize? I think just trying to balance everything and and just be calm. I think the biggest thing that we can do is, you know, be a a solid rock to them, right? So their ship may be, you know, going up and down in waves and it it may be a a windy day at sea, but I think if we can stay grounded and stay, you know, solid as a rock, I think is so important for them and what we can do to help them and support them off the field. Now, something you're experiencing right now is that you've moved during your pregnancy with a lot of coaches' wives. This happens to them. I think I moved during each of one of my pregnancies. So is there, any, uh, is there anything that you've done that you could, any advice you could pass along? It's 2022. I have, my kids are like six years old. Anything now, uh, plus they're older than that as well, but that you think, hey, this was helpful Um since I moved during this, as far as changing physicians and things like that, the decision to go ahead and get here in Florida versus having the baby back with your home physician. I mean, all, I'm sure you thought about all of those things. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, at first it was really overwhelming. I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is crazy. I can't believe it. You know, I was late in my pregnancy too. It wasn't even, you know, early on, you know, I was showing and wasn't really able to fly at that point and everything. So, Um, you know, driving here, getting here and everything. Um, I have to say I had so much support from so many other women. And and I told myself, you know, I'm not the first person to do this. So many women find out they're expecting and then, you know, get a new job or move or have to, you know, fly across the country. But I had a lot of help from, you know, friends, from family members, and even support from FIU. When I went to his press conference, I was just blown away by, um, you know, the athletic director's wife, Pam Carr, and even some of the donors were, were willing to help me find a hospital and a doctor and just had those connections. So it was so incredible. And it was a really smooth transition for me uh, to find a doctor here. And I'm so happy. I, I couldn't imagine 
going to another doctor and delivering at a different hospital. I just feel very blessed. Yes, you're right. We are very blessed to uh, work for Scott and Pam Carr. They're top notch. You'll find them better. So I, um, yeah, I mean, this is more of a football related question, but you know, you are a backbone to a head baseball coach, um, and FBS. And so, um, you know, obviously he's had success before you met him, but hey, the big break happened after you uh, got married, right? So is there anything that you felt like that you've contributed a little bit, contributed a little bit to his success, maybe on or off the field? What do you bring to the table that you think maybe is helping a little bit? And it's okay to brag on yourself because I think all this wives come here to be like, hey, I want to learn something. Take something for something else, someone else. We, I mean, we have to give ourselves some credit, right? I mean, it's not a coincidence that these things happen at certain times, right, Kristen? Right. Absolutely. <laughs> we gotta give ourselves some credit. Um, nah, I mean, it's, it's uh, Rich just, he does such an amazing job with everything he does. It's really, it's fun to watch him. I, I joke with him that he's my coach. Uh, he coaches me with everything in life. And he just, yeah, it's, it's really incredible just being by his side and, and learning from him. Um, you know, like I said, I think just, being calm and just being as positive as I can. You know, they have so much stress with their job every day. They work seven days a week. They're traveling. They're gone a lot of the time. So I think the best thing that, you know, I can bring to the table is just being that support system, being an ear if he wants to talk to me about it or just changing the subject, doing something totally different and spontaneous to get his mind off of the game of baseball. So. And the baseball season is so long. It's a lot yeah. in football. For it sure. is a long one. Yeah. Yes, it's it a long one. Do you have a coach's wife mentor yet? You know, that's that's such a great question. Um, I developed such a wonderful relationship with um, the VCU baseball head coach's wife. Uh, her name was Jen. And oh my gosh, I would have the best time with her. We, we would sit together at the games. She had three kids. We would just have the best time. She was wonderful. Um, we keep in very close touch. She's someone that I seriously love dearly as a family member, almost as a sister. Um, so she has definitely kind of shown me the way, uh, <laughs> given me some advice, some really good advice. Uh, that I definitely take with me. So, and and now I can have you as one. So I'm very excited about that. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Now let's talk about, do you have any wives on the staff? Because I haven't looked at the breakdown yet in terms of, um, or is anyone married or anything like that? So none, none of the coaches are married, but they all have wonderful significant others. Okay. And uh, one of the first things that Rich did when we got down here, um, we took everyone out and spent a day at the beach. It was so nice. And I got to know everyone. And there's just such a great group of women. They actually, they've all like texted me today, just, hey, thinking of you on your due date, praying and uh, can't wait to meet the little guys. So it's, <laughs> even though we just got here, it feels like family. So I, really we feel really lucky. I know right now you just moved here. You're pregnant. So there's probably a lot of things that you're excited to be able to maybe implement next year um, as the spring rolls around and all that. Is there some things that you've seen maybe at other universities or experienced yourself as a student athlete that you're excited about doing for uh, Rich's players? That is such a good question. Ooh, um, I feel like the, the things you can do are endless, right, Kristen? It's like there's so many 
really cool ideas and things that you can do for the team and the players. I mean, I want to do something for um, the baseball ladies, uh, the significant others of the coaches for sure. Um, but do you mean in, in regards to like, like, an yeah, like dinners or fun events, things like that, that you want to be a part of? Yeah. You know, I, I've kind of talked to Rich a little bit about this. I think once he and I get a little more situated, definitely doing, doing stuff like dinners. And I think it was really cool at the Marlins game. They had FIU night, you know, maybe things like that, you know, going to, um, you know, like the major league game with the team or, or things like that to kind of, uh, build the team bonding is so important. So, but no, I would love to host all the players if, if they can fit, right? Because they're so <laughs> That's right. <laughs> or do something. Yeah, definitely. Now, obviously you were dating and married and he's been on the road and things like that. How do you, and your career is busy. I mean, you're traveling a ton um, leading up to this point, but talk to me about how you guys stay connected during those long seasons. Yeah, I think, gosh, we're so lucky with technology nowadays, right? We have our cell phones, you can FaceTime, um, you know, phone calls, checking in. A lot of times before and when Rich comes back from, you know, a series or a set, you know, I'll do a little something for him, like, I don't know, bake a cake or do do little fun things um, just to congratulate him, uh, do things like that, spend time together. But I think, yeah, both of our jobs uh, involve a lot of long hours, a lot of late nights and a lot of travel. So I think just staying connected, um, you know, calling, texting when we can. I mean, it's hard. These guys are always, you know, on the go. They're they're always on the phone too, which is another thing people don't realize. Like the job never stops. They come home and they have phone calls. So it, it, it's just this balance that you have to find, um, you know, especially when we're away, you know, getting each other at the right times. Definitely. Now, when you do have down, downtime, what's your thing? What do you enjoy doing? Together or? Just by yourself. Yeah. Oh, what by you, myself. You don't go swim. Do you get in the pool? I am always at the pool. I actually, even though I'm on my duty, I tiptoed from the pool. You know? Are you serious? <laughs> you got the pool today? Yes, I, I have really enjoyed the pool during my pregnancy. It's been wonderful uh, to not only cool off in South Florida, but just to float and relax and forget that you've um, you have this huge and enormous amount of weight that you have on you. Um, but no, I, I really enjoy, we have an Australian shepherd. He's about 60 pounds and I love taking him on walks and I used to run with him, but I, I did not run through my pregnancy. So uh, just a lot of long walks with him. I, I really enjoy going to church. Um, definitely a woman of faith. So just praying a lot and um, staying true to who I am. And I love spending time with family. So, uh, Rich's sister and his mom are here actually this week. So it is wonderful. And it's so nice because the sister is a doctor. So I feel like if something happens, she could technically deliver this baby. No problem. So perfect. perfect. I <laughs> lucky to have it. a doctor as a sister-in-law. So that is a great setup for sure. What would yeah. you say is the most rewarding aspect to you about being a coach's wife? Oh my goodness. Just seeing them succeed. I think being, seeing all the hard work behind the scenes, what they do, what most people don't see that they do. And then just seeing it come to life. Um, whether that means they win a game or whether that means their players are just developing and doing really well, or their players are really happy. Um, you know, wins and losses aside, I think 
the biggest thing about what they do is just the development and getting these guys ready to succeed at all levels. And uh, it's just really fun to see it all come together. A lot of the viewers and listeners for several years are just a big support system for each other and just cheer each other on. So for, for those of us who might not get the opportunity to be a head baseball coach's wife at FIU, I want you to describe the day or the days leading up to it when you get the call to come to FIU, what that's like, the emotions, and then that press conference. So describe that for us. Oh, gosh, that was such an exciting time. But it was also a little nerve wracking, right? When you're interviewing for jobs, you never know if if it's going to work out. Um, but when Rich had his interviews and, and a lot of phone calls with um, Scott Carr, and he's like, man, I, you know, I really love this. It feels like it'd be a great fit. And, uh, you know, I just was extremely positive with him and supportive. And, and he asked me when he got the call, you know, for the job, how do you feel about moving to South Florida? And I was like, is that even a question? <laughs> of course, I'm, I'm there, you know, I'm, I'm super pumped. So um, it was a really exciting time. Rich did so much to prepare for it. And I actually flew, I was there for the interview and the press conference and it was awesome. It was so cool to see him introduced as a head coach and he did such a great job. I was so proud of him. Um, to just get up on that stage. And it, he was so natural. I told him, like, you were made to do this. You were made to be a head coach. And I couldn't be more proud of him. You've had so many years in front of the camera. Did you give him <laughs> any tips for his press conference? Ooh, I got to give myself credit for that. Of course I did. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> you know, he uh, he's done a lot of interviews and stuff um, in the, in the past and before, but He's such a natural, he's such a good speaker. I mean, when he spoke at our wedding, it was incredible. Um, just hearing him speak all the time, he's so good. But uh, I don't know, Rich, like he had a plan with, with the FIU job. It seemed like it really just flowed and was meant to be. <laughs> I didn't have to give too, too much, too many tips, but uh, he knocked it out of the park. Love it. Okay, rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Uh-oh. Oh, Here oh we boy. Go. All right. What's the last book you have read? I have to say what to expect while you're expecting because I'm expecting. So that, I've been uh, looking through that one. Coach surprises you, walks in the door with concert tickets. What would be printed on that ticket? Ooh, so funny. We were supposed to go to an OAR concert this summer. Didn't happen because it was at, in Virginia Beach. Um, so Rich and I love the, the band OAR. So that would have to be the concert we would go to. If you could have dinner with someone other than a family member, current or from history, who would that be? Oh, oh my gosh. That's um, a really hard question. Yeah, dinner with anyone? Mm. Oh my gosh. Um, I have to say like Erin Andrews, I think that would be kind of fun. <laughs> kind of pick her brain and chat with her, get to meet her. She's someone I've not cross paths with on a sideline or a football field. That would be awesome. Okay. You get a night alone. What show would you binge watch? Ooh, you know, what's funny, Kristen, we're on TV. We do this for a living and I don't watch a ton of TV, <laughs> but um, honestly, what is it? The house of dragons. Okay. Is that the one that's out? I feel like I've, oh, yeah. I've wanted to see that one. Um, but yeah, so maybe I'll, uh, you'll check, check that out. Yeah. Yeah. You, may, you have some time today waiting for this baby to come. Yeah, I'll, I'll pop it on. Exactly. <laughs> okay. What is your go-to meal to cook? 
Ooh. Rich and I love balsamic chicken with um, this like veggie pasta. So Oh, you're helping people. Yes, very. Very healthy people. Okay. But I like my desserts, so. Okay. Well, what's your favorite dessert? My favorite dessert. Oh, my gosh. I I love ice cream. I would have to say, like, cookies and cream ice cream. But make it a sundae. So, like, a brownie and, like, hot fudge and, like, all that good stuff. You're my girl. We're going to get along really well together. Okay. What sport can you beat Coach Witten in? Could I beat him in? (sighs) Well, swimming and diving, a (laughs) no-brainer. Um... (laughs) He's probably a faster runner than me. Um, hmm. I would say anything with like, yeah, like <sighs> flexibility. I mean, obviously, I he takes me to the cages once in a while. I'm a weird coach's wife. I like to like, I like to hit. I like to be active. I, I wish I could play baseball. Um, but yeah, I definitely can't hit as good as him. And I, I will say that. But I think if it's in the pool, I, cool. I'm going to win. Okay, I feel like we need to set this up and see if he can, uh, I don't think he can come close, Natalie. I think he got it. <laughs> if Coach Witten weren't a baseball coach, what would he be? Oh, my gosh. I can't see him not on a baseball field. Uh, but I do know with, uh, with just Rich in general, he would be successful at anything he did. But I, it, it would be really hard to see him doing anything rather than playing or coaching baseball. So, Kristen, you stumped me there. (laughs) What's one thing non-tech you can't live without? Something non-tech. Or or you mean like in technology? No, you can't. You can't say what's one thing you can't live without. It can't be your phone. You can't say your phone. You can't say your computer internet. Non-technical. Non-technology is what I'm trying to say. What's something you can't live without? Man, I would say, oh, that's hard. One thing I can't live without. I, honestly, I would probably say like church. I, you know, go to church a lot and I pray a lot. So I, I don't know if I could live without it. I know, where have you been all my life? Oh my goodness. This is exciting. <laughs> okay. Last question. If you had a superpower, what would that be? I feel like to be invisible would be kind of cool because you could be places and like people can't see you there. I don't know. I'll take it. Thank you. Like the Harry Potter, like the invisible cloak, like pop that on and just, yeah, that would be kind of neat. That would, especially like if you're in a job interview and you leave, put the cloak on, see how it went. Oh yeah. You could hear what they're saying. That would be kind of neat. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I appreciate it. People can follow your Instagram, Twitter, all of that. What's your handle? My handles, I think Instagram is at Natalie Calabat underscore TV. Twitter is at Natalie Calabat Witten. Um, Facebook at Natalie Calabat. I'm like changing my handles with my name change and everything. So that's where they can find me. And thank you so much, Kristen, for having me. This was so much fun. This podcast is brought to you by Brewer of Hope. Brewer of Hope is a nonprofit that supports medically fragile children. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible donation, you can use Venmo at Brewer-Hope or online at BrewerofHope.org. For a replay of this episode or previous episodes, visit CoachesWifeLife.org and follow us on social media at CoachesWifeLife.